What is going on to all our listeners around the world? Welcome to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. My name is Ryan. We got a quick, short, hot take episode today because we have big news in the sporting world. Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended for 80 games by Major League Baseball for failing a drug test, essentially. So we'll get into the details of all that. I, myself, am a huge Padre fan, so this is going to come from a bit of a bias angle. But today after the suspension has come out, I've had a little bit of time to think about it, a little bit of time to look over the details, to get my head around everything after a good night's sleep. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Let me, let me know what you guys think with feedback on social media. Be sure to check us out on there. Otherwise, we appreciate you guys' support, and uh, let's get into it. The Phenomenal Fan Podcast, a podcast by the fan, for the fan. day later and Fernando Tatis Jr. is still suspended for 80 games. It is crazy that this is happening. It's crazy that uh, we still have to be here in this situation. But I've taken a full day to gather my thoughts and I wanted to just spitball some stuff that has gone on that has given me a little bit of perspective on the entire situation. Now I want to disclaim this. I don't think Fernando is innocent. I think he deserves to be suspended. I don't think the MLB is wrong. But I think context is always key in situations like this. And that's what I plan on providing today in this video. So hopefully you guys can understand that a little bit. It's going to be pretty much the same as last uh, yesterday's video. Raw, uncut. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out. <laughs> I was pissed. Okay. As you can see, if this is your first time seeing my channel or anything like that, I'm a Padres fan. Okay. I loved Fernando. I did. Even after his accident, crashing, breaking his wrist, riding a motorcycle, I still love the guy. Because you're thinking, you know, he just got a big contract. He can finally live it up a little bit, you know, not be worried about it. And he made a mistake. It happens. But as we're going to see here shortly, with a lot of the comments that, that were made by his teammates and his general manager, uh, it's clear to see that I at least I'm on the same page as a lot of these guys are. And maybe it's the opposite. They're on the same page as me. Whatever the case is, hearing the comments from these guys, Mike Clevenger, Manny Machado, Joe Musgrove, AJ Preller, like I said, his GM, it has made me come to the realization that, you know what? It's okay. It happens. And at the end of the day, I'm still a Padres fan. I'm going to root for the Padres through and through. Because yesterday, when this news came out, man, I was like, you know what? F this team. F this guy. I don't want to root for anything to do with San Diego anymore. Even though I'm born and raised, forget about it. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm over it. But you know what? Fernando's on the team, but he's not on the team. And I'll explain what that means 
once we get into these uh, these different video situations here. Okay? So this is Twitter. These are my likes. These are things that I've liked out. By the way, go check us out on Twitter, at uh, Phenom Fan Media. Let me give a quick shout-out here. There it is. Go check us out, at Phenom Fan. Uh, but we have a lot of different stuff here. So before we get into it, right, uh, you know. we're going to get into some comments. This is Mike Clevenger on Fernando Tatis Jr. and his incident. Okay, so let's take a listen on what Mike Clevenger has to say. Very disappointed. It's uh, you know, the second time we've been disappointed with him, and it's just, you know, you hope he grows up and, you know, learns from this and learns that it's not just, you know, it's about more than just him right now. No, look at this clubhouse. We, we really don't need Sorry, to go back here, uh, this is this little, short little clip montage, but, but before he says, look at this clubhouse, the question that came before that was uh, basically something along the lines of, do you guys think this is going to have a big impact on the outcome of the season, or do you think this is going to affect you guys as a team? Basically something like that. Than just him right now. No, look at this clubhouse. We, we really don't need anybody else. It would be nice to have somebody else, but we don't need anybody else. We got everyone we need right here. You know, he hasn't been part of the team all year, and... Um... You know, we, we've gotten to this point so far without him. Hope, you know, we're, we're waiting to, to get him back and hopefully uh, you know, him to be a spark plug for the team. But, um, you know, we've been doing it all year. Just continue doing it. Same message um, continues to go since, since day one, since we had all year. So we still have the same goal, you know, which is to try to make a World Series and, and bring a championship to San Diego. And that's what we're going to try to continue to do. Very disappointed. So As, that was uh, the, you know. that's the two guys, right? Manny Machado, Mike Clevenger. Uh, this is a quote from Preller that I'll read at the very end, but this is the stuff I wanted to get into. These four screenshots I'm about to read off are excerpts from Kevin Acey's article. Want to give full credit to Kevin Acey, a San Diego Union Tribune beat reporter for the San Diego Padres, and he was able to catch up with AJ Preller along with leather, uh, a lot of other reporters. And these are just some snippets that are basically just all lined up. It's just you can't screenshot the whole article. So... This first question that he's addressing is in regards to Tatis and uh, his story about taking this, uh, whatever the drug was, clobosterol or whatever. Uh, what's it called? Let's look it up. Clobostol? Uh, no. Clostabol. That's Tatis's statement. Clostabol. So this question was asked of Prowler basically, what do you think of Tatis's story? Have you heard anything about it? taking Klostovall to cover up ringworm. He says that's his story. Uh, he's speaking in a tunnel, by the way, to the reporters uh, during the game. He said, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet about it. But ultimately, that's his explanation. I think the biggest thing is there is a drug policy in place. He failed the, the drug screening, and ultimately, he's suspended and he can't play. That's the biggest thing. It's the player's responsibility to make sure that he's in compliance and he wasn't. He also, by the way, Tatis is dealing with a shoulder thing, wrist injury now that he's coming back from. So there's potential for him to potentially like get a shoulder surgery and get his shoulder fixed. But he says, we'll start digging into the shoulder and wrist. We'll look a little bit more into it now because we'll have some more time to have conversations there. He said, I think what we need to get to is a point in time where we trust. Over the course of the last six or seven months, I think that's been something that we haven't really been able to have. From our standpoint, obviously he's a great talent. He's a guy we've had a lot of history with and we do believe in. But these things only work when there's trust both ways. I think that's going to be something we're going to have plenty of conversation and time to talk to Fernando about. That's something that clearly, if we're going to have a partnership and a real relationship, we're going to have to make sure that's strong. And he says, 
I think the message really from really everybody was we have a good team. We have a good group. And the goal is to win a World Series. We haven't had Tatis for this entire season. So it's not like we've had him in the lineup and now we won't. I think to a man, all the guys in the clubhouse believe we can still win. They know we can win. It's never been about one player. I think that's the sentiment coming from Bob Melvin, the manager, and coming from all the players was this really doesn't change what we're looking to accomplish. So again, we've gotten now three different quotes and we skipped over Joe Musgrove's comments another Padres, essentially clubhouse leader and uh, all-star from this year where Clevenger says it's time for him to grow up. Oh wait, there was one more break. There was one, uh, one more quote that I wanted to show everybody. This was a quote from the same article, Kevin AC Union Tribune. Preller said, it's very disappointing. He's somebody from the organization standpoint we invested time and money into. When he's on the field, he's a difference maker. You have to learn from these situations. We were hoping that from the offseason to now, there would be some maturity. And obviously with the news today, it's more of a pattern and it's something that we have to dig a bit more into. I'm sure he's very disappointed, but at the end of the day, it's one thing to say it. You got to start showing it by your actions. So, like I said, Clevenger's roasted him. Preller's roasting him. Machado didn't necessarily roast him, kept it relatively even keel, right? But ultimately, uh, these guys are, are letting him have it because this is the second time now this year that Tatis has done something just incredibly stupid and immature, right? Now, diving a little bit more into the actual situation and everything that had gone on with Tatis and his positive test, okay? Now, this is a tweet from Hector Gomez. Hector Gomez is an MLB insider. He specializes in Spanish-speaking uh, parts of the game. You know, I don't know specifically, and I apologize if I'm not covering that correctly, but his tweet yesterday evening, the testing on Fernando Tatis Jr. was carried out at the end of March, the end of March, where he tested positive for Clostabol, a substance to heal wounds, okay? Clostabol is an immune suppressant that's designed to heal wounds, okay? After his motorcycle accident in the Dominican Republic, he began using this cream to hide the accident. Okay? So, this was reported, by the way, by uh, this young lady, and this is a screenshot from uh, Ramon de Carmona, uh, who appears to be a Dominican reporter of some capacity, who uh, initially leaked this kind of story to begin with back when it actually happened. There was a lockout going on, so it was really hard to get all the information. Right. But this is the tweet. And luckily, Michael Casper came along. He's a sports writer uh, and editor at Sports Talk Atlanta who was able to kind of translate the, the this screenshot that was reported by the Dominican lady. He says a source confirmed. This is a, this is the Dominican report. A source confirmed to me that Fernando Tatis Jr.'s anti-doping test occurred at the end of March where he tested positive for Clostabol a substance to heal wounds after his motorcycle accident. He started using this ointment to hide the accident. Ointment, okay? One thing I want to emphasize there, it's ointment. It's fucking ointment, okay? This medication is common in the pharmacies in the country. Major League Baseball just wanted to wait until he started playing to suspend him because the guys cannot be, uh, and these guys cannot be medicated by just anybody. In Major League Baseball, there's a 24-hour seven-day-a-week phone line with your team doctor. Tragic news for Dominican baseball. The suspension is 80 games. Tatis will be out for the rest of this season, 32 games in next year, and he cannot represent the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic. Okay? So, again, to recap, he crashes his motorcycle because he's being a fucking idiot. 
he gets the Clostaball to hide the, the incident and potentially help it heal a little bit quicker is what it sounds like because he's embarrassed, he's ashamed, doesn't want it to actually end up affecting uh, you know, himself. So he takes the Clostaball, which is stupid because you don't just take ointments, medications, put stuff on or in your body that you don't know if it's regulated or not, especially in the Dominican Republic, man, from a pharmacy. Come on. So he takes the ointment. He's not juicing his mind off. Okay. That's one thing I really wanted to make sure is, is emphasized here. Okay. He's not injecting himself with anabolic steroids to try to juice his brains out like Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds. Okay. He's taking Clostaball to hide an incident. Now that's again, not defending him because he's an idiot. He's an absolute idiot in the situation and he needs to know way better than that okay but the cream he was using was to hide the accident which i think is important in the context of it all on top of that he didn't tell the team so you can't blame anybody in the Padres organization because ultimately they had no idea what was going on okay they had no clue that he was taking this they had no clue about the accident uh but one thing is for certain and it is that his claim that he took Clostaball for ringworm is 100% false and not true. Because Clostaball is not designed to medicate or treat ringworm. It is not there for ringworm. So one thing for sure, Fernando Tatis is being untrue about that. There's no question, okay? Uh, other parts of this, though, that I did want to address, and again, this is similar. This is an article uh, by John Morosi. If we can get this stupid freaking ad to get out of here, okay? Uh, John Heyman, excuse me. John Heyman, okay? You guys are pretty familiar with him. He covers baseball. He's a big part of it. It is what it is. He's got a couple different quotes in here that I wanted to touch on that made I wanted to make sure everybody saw because they're ridiculous, okay? Not so long ago, the brightest star in baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr., has turned out to be a fool who thinks everybody else is just as big a fool that's a big claim from john Heyman there okay tatis was busted by mlb on friday for taking a steroid and reacted by issuing a statement that would only fly if the country had 100 illiteracy or everyone's internet was permanently down okay john first of all relax but second of all i get the point he's trying to make and that it's he didn't tell the truth i just talked about that he said he inadvertently took the performance-enhancing drug Clostaball to treat ringworm, and apparently either he, his agent, or his marketing guy thought the world would mistake Clostaball, synthetic anabolic steroid he was caught with, for clobotasol, a common drug used to treat skin ailments like eczema and psoriasis that also requires a prescription. Clostaball is never prescribed for skin defects or ringworm. Of course, had there been a medical mix-up, extremely unlikely since one is a Schedule Four anabolic steroid and the other is a common... Uh, corticosteroid he'd have documented proof uh since he'd have the prescription from the doctor in effect he was busted again you don't have to be an internet salute to disprove his unbelievable story tatis needs to employ better liars but more than that he needs to clean up his own act the first half of the season was wiped out in a fit of foolishness this is much worse now going through that okay i think there's a few ways you can take that number one i don't think he's completely entirely wrong what i do think is that john hammond needs to just calm the fuck down I think Tatis is an idiot. I think he's immature. I think he's stupid. But I do not think this Clostaball situation that he got himself into was a situation where he was deliberately and purposely trying to take it to performance, to enhance his performance on the field. I do not believe that to be the case. I do not believe he got Clostaball and used the ointment 
to increase his performance because at the point in time he was taking it, he was injured. Whether it was December, January, February, March, the test was taken in March. He wasn't playing baseball in March. So to sit there and claim that he took it to enhance his performance is simply not true. And on top of that, the claim that John Heyman goes on to make later in that article about how the claim that now we don't know anything about his history, he's lost all his credibility, who knows how long he's been doing it, that is also a zero foundation argument because these guys are taking tests on a monthly, potentially bi-weekly basis in Major League Baseball. And Tatis played the entirety of last year taking these tests consistently and coming up with consistent negative tests, right? So the first positive test of Clostaball that he pops up uh, with is March. So that's the first time. Now, again, first-time defenders, 80-game suspension, and, and, and I'm not defending him in any way because it's, a, it's an idiot, stupid mistake, okay? But one thing to remember, I think, as a Padres fan and as a fan of the game itself, okay, is that everybody makes mistakes, and I'm not giving him, I'm not letting him off the hook here. He deserves a suspension. He deserves to get suspended without pay. And he needs to learn his lessons at some point, potentially. Okay, but this entire motorcycle uh, crash, healing, ball, all this stuff, I personally put it all into the giant melting pot of a one absolutely gigantic, inexcusable fuck-up. One. Okay, because he crashed, he's trying to fix it. I don't think there was any ill intentions in the situation. Where it gets worse is when Tatis is coming out and misleading the people by claiming it was to treat ringworm and that he inadvertently took it because he he didn't know it was a, 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 on the banned substance list or whatever the case is. All that's untrue, and that makes it 10 times worse. So, oh, and the last thing, the last thing that was uh, also vitally important to include in this, okay, that continues to show his levels of immaturity and inexperience. He was scheduled the day of the suspension, which was yesterday, August 12th, to play with the AA team, uh, the San Antonio Missions. Out of nowhere, he just well, up and fucking left. They were in, I don't know where they were, Fort Wayne or something. I don't know. But he was with the team, and then he just left. And he got on a commercial flight and flew back to San Diego. And there's people on Twitter that saw him at the airport in San Diego that were like, uh, what's going on? And sure enough, he found out about it early in the day, decided to take it upon himself to get on an airplane, fly to San Diego, most likely to get to the park, clean out his locker, grab his stuff, and get on with his suspension. But that situation in itself, when asked about it, Preller mentions that he hadn't spoken to him. And this was during the game, which was in the evening. And there's pictures of Tatis at the airport during the day. So Tatis left the AA team, didn't tell anybody, Went to San Diego, grabbed his shit, and hadn't talked to the GM, the manager, any of his teammates, anybody. And then releases a statement lying about what exactly happened. So he has mishandled every single part of this entire process. The initial injury, the ball to try to hide the injury, and now the way he's handling the suspension. He has mishandled the entire thing. And he's an idiot. Do I think this situation would elicit him to be considered a juicer. I do not think that that's the case. I do not think he's a juicer. I don't think he 
is a steroid user. I think he's young, he's stupid, and he d- lacks the proper guidance uh, that is required of somebody who is seen as the face of baseball. Okay, His teammates aren't defending him, as they shouldn't, and I truly and wholeheartedly think that that's a great thing. And I also think I'm taking the same approach. And I think you have to understand, as a Padres fan, I am going to root for these guys no matter what. And at the moment, Fernando Tatis Jr. is not a part of the San Diego Padres. And even better, Tatis hasn't been a part of the team this entire year. So it makes it a lot easier to continue to root on these guys and have no ill will towards the actual team itself because at the end of the day, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. being an absolute idiot. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with Manny Machado, Joe Musgrove, Jake Cronenworth, Juan Soto, all these guys. And by the way, the Padres still have an excellent roster. So to sit here and like give up on the, on the season to completely piss it away is something that I think would be stupid for them to do. It'd be stupid for me to do as a fan. So I'm going to be sticking with my guys through and through, and they've done nothing wrong, of course, right? So I'm going to stick with them, and I also want the last thing for people to remember and for people to recognize is that whether he's made these mistakes this entire time, he's done the wrong thing over and over and over. He's 23 years old. Fernando Tatis Jr. is 23 years old, and at this exact moment in time, he is absolutely on the loneliest island that you can find. And I don't feel bad for him, but recognize that that is lonely. And it's going to take a lot for Fernando Tatis Jr. to earn the trust back of fans like myself, of teammates, of the entire league, of the organization. And it's, in my opinion, going to take something extremely drastic, whether that's him uh, coming back from a suspension, issuing a press conference, and expressing nothing but humility, nothing but remorse, coming out saying, I am so incredibly sorry for the absolute embarrassment of events that went down in the, la- in the year of 2022. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm embarrassed to be affiliated with those actions. And I recognize I have zero trust in the eyes of the public, the league, the fans, the organization, my teammates. No one can trust me. No one believes in me, as they shouldn't. But my job in the coming years is to earn that trust back. And all I can hope is that I get a small sliver of of support in the process that I will be doing my absolute best to produce on the field, stay out of trouble, and uh, create a better atmosphere for myself and for this organization to help us win and live up to my contract. Because it's been embarrassing what I've done so far. I'm ashamed of it, and I can all I can do is hope that I can get back to that level. So at the end of the day, that's what it is, and um, hopefully he can find his way to that to do something like that. So. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you guys agree or disagree, would love some feedback on social media. Check out the video version of this on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the above. We appreciate the support as usual, guys, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Phenomenal Fan Podcast. Want more? Follow us on social media and subscribe to Patreon for exclusive content.